0: With the first pick in the NBA Draft. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Underdog NBA Draft Show. This is probably going to be our last episode before the draft kicks off next Thursday night. And it has every chance to be a wild one. Major players, potentially on the market, Zion Williamson, Pascal Siakam... Uh, Bradley Beal, and uh, and countless others available for teams looking to win now. This is what could be the most interesting and NBA-changing NBA draft in some time. As we do, I have BavadaSportsBook.com open in front of me. We're going to be using their odds for the props that we're going to go through we're going to do a little mock draft. I'm using the fanspo.com mock draft simulator, probably the best NBA draft simulator available You know, today. There aren't as many as the NFL draft, but this is absolutely first rate. It gives you the team's roster when they're on the clock. It gives you their current depth chart. It lets you figure stuff out. So let's start with that number one pick. This is the most no-brainer number one in quite some time, maybe. The best NBA draft prospect the league has ever seen. The 7'5 Frenchman, of course. The San Antonio Spurs on the clock, and Bavada has them. And this number is truly astounding. Negative 20,000 for Victor Wembignana, who will, of course, be the pick at number one. We're going to move on to the Charlotte Hornets, and this is an interesting one. This one gets—this is where things do get fascinating. And now, it's also worth pointing out, we're in that last 10 days or so before the draft, and the smoke screens are going to start coming out. But rumor is that Scoot Henderson— the G League Ignite product had an incredible workout for the Charlotte Hornets shot the heck out of the basketball and has them reconsidering things a little bit now like i said we're probably talking smoke screen here i do think that this trade this this pick could potentially be traded when it's all said and done just as that number 3 pick could be rumor is 2, three, four, five, all on the board. But should the Hornets stay here, I think they probably will. I think the smokescreen is probably just that. And the Hornets will take Brandon Miller, the do-it-all forward from the University of Alabama three-point shooting specialist, minus 250 at Bovada. He is the slight favorite there. But it, the numbers have gone down a little bit. Scoot finds himself plus 130, and then there's a big gulf before we get to Amen Thompson at, at plus 5,000. We are going to make Brandon Miller the selection. He slides into that small forward spot once held by uh, Miles Bridges, but now very open. Let's... <laughs> Boy, this this is really where things get interesting. I, I, I tend to believe the hype here. I tend to think that Portland is going well, to trade this pick if it's Scoot. There's no question about that. But I think there's a really good chance that it could be a gigantic name. They're going to have to make... Portland's going to have to make a decision if they're in this position. They're going to have to make the decision. Do they want to go the big, potentially game-altering name? Or do they want to go for someone a little bit more, a little more solid, a little bit more consistent? You know, it's been said time and time again that one of the best abilities is availability and, and well, Zion Williamson just doesn't have that. Whereas Pascal Siakam from Toronto has been fairly consistent and staying on the court. Now, I think that this is, cause why not? Why, why would we not do this? I think that we're gonna see. Apparently, I was I was looking at this trade. Okay, yes, we can trade. We can trade picks. No, we can't. The fans board lets you make trades. They but they only let you make trades with picks, is what it's looking like. Regardless, I think New Orleans is gonna trade up to this pick. I think Portland's not gonna be able to help themselves to add a guy like Zion to Damian Lillard, even if. Siaka might be the smarter play, and uh, regardless of all of that, this pick is obviously point guard from the G League Ignite, Scoot Henderson. I believe, however, he will be going to the New Orleans Pelicans in this situation. Scoot finds himself minus 190 at Bavada to be the uh, number three pick in the draft, and uh, should it break this way would be an absolute no-brainer. No chance he's not the selection. Let's get to that number four pick, because this is where things get a little bit more interesting. Houston would obviously prefer Scoot was on the board, but he isn't. The best odds to go with the number four pick at Bovada are, uh, is Amen Thompson at minus 130 from the, the OTE program. A lot of talk about him being a jumbo-sized point guard, the 6'7", uber-athletic, will immediately be one of the most athletic players in basketball, just doesn't really have a jump shot just yet. Houston desperately needs a point guard. They are being hamstrung by the play of Kevin Porter Jr., simply not a point guard, despite having to play that position for the last two years, a turnover machine, doesn't, Doesn't have that natural feel that you want from a lead guard. And there's a lot of reason to believe that a true pass first point guard can help unlock Jalen Green, unlock Jabari Smith, unlock Sangoon. This is a talented young core. And. I don't buy—you know, there's been a lot of talk recently. Stephen A. Smith came out and said Houston's offer for James Harden, which was the hot rumor going into the offseason, Harden destined to return to the Rockets, that that offer's only going to be two years and they don't want to max him. That's not going to get it done. It seems more and more likely every day that James Harden resigns in Philadelphia, probably something in the turn—I'm going to predict— I'm going to predict four years and uh, $170 million, $72 million is going to be my prediction. 4-172 for James Harden. Not quite a max, but still more than he would get anywhere else. And he will return to Philadelphia. With this pick, I do believe we are going to play the odds. Like I said, the best odds here, Amen Thompson, minus 130. They add Thompson. He's their point guard, and they just let him grow. This is going to be a fun core to watch with one of the most athletic players on the planet joining the Houston Rockets. The, the uh, Detroit Pistons are up next, and this is an interesting team that does have a lot of young talent. But they have a new head coach. Monty Williams joins them in that Unbelievably, colossal contract for a coach. Monty, I think, can make up to $100 million if all the options are are, uh, taken up, which is bananas. Hughes, pardon me, Detroit here. So you've got Cade Cunningham at point guard. You've got Jaden Ivey at center. Small forward's a little bit more interesting. Uh, You have guys like Bogdanovich. But he played a lot of power forward for them. Though, once they brought in Bagley, that messed that up a little bit. Durin's the center. So you've got Durin. You could use a small forward or a power forward. This is where I think things are going to get a little bit interesting. You know, they went that Villanova route before with mixed results. I think this might be a bit of a wild card here. Bovada has Cam Whitmore, the Villanova product, the best odds to be the selection here. I'm not sure that that's the way they go. He's a plus 120, followed by the other Thompson, Twin, a Thompson, plus 325, and Houston wing Jared Walker, Jarris Walker, pardon me, at plus 425. I think they're going to go Jarris Walker, Uh, and with Taylor Hendricks by the way being being my wild card here Hendricks is going to go higher than people think as is uh as is what's a uh, uh Bala Koulibaly the the uh, French forward who played with Victor Wembanyama this year so i think we're going to go Jarris Walker plus 425 at Bovada here That's going to be the number five selection in the draft and the first one that goes off script just a little bit. Not a lot, just a little bit. Up next, the Orlando Magic find themselves in an interesting position. This is a weird team in general. For a team that has nothing but... like has probably four or five point guards on the roster between Anthony and Fultz and Suggs and Carter Williams and so on... I don't know that they have that clear-cut guy at the lead guard position. I love Fultz; he is, he's able to distribute the basketball, but that three-point shot is still not there. Cole Anthony is a scorer before a passer. This is it gets challenging. Asor Thompson isn't the cleanest fit, but they do like length. They like length quite a bit in in Orlando. You have. Carter Jr. at center, Bancaro a power forward, Franz Wagner at small forward. You could go with a supersized lineup if you take a Soar Thompson, if you take Anthony Black. And Anthony Black's another guy that's interesting here. Tough to fit Cam Whitmore or Taylor Hendricks into this team. You know, if they're purely looking for shooting, Grady Dick could be uh, Grady Dick could be an option. But I think it's a little bit early. I, I don't... There's, you know, we all saw Asore Thompson and the the highlights of the reworked jump shot. Orlando's willing to take guys and f- take athletes and figure it out. They could create this gigantic lineup here. I, I Anthony, I want to pick Anthony Black, but I'll tell you, I think we're going to go Asore Thompson, the other Thompson twin, going to be the pick here to the Orlando Magic at six. And uh, by the way, if you're looking at the prop bets here, for my money, the over a Sore Thompson plus 275 at Bovada would be the pick to make here as, uh, as he lands with the number six selection in the draft. The number seven pick held by the uh, Indiana Pacers, they could use a small forward, they could use a power forward I, I think, assuming that healed stays, Matherin's going to be forced to keep playing the four, apart from the three. This, this feels like Taylor Hendricks to me. You get a potential elite three and D guy, a guy who's going to knock down threes in the corner. So we're going to go Taylor Hendricks, the UCF freshman. With the number 7 pick in the draft to the Indiana Pacers, the over-under for Hendricks is 8.5. So we would be taking the under 8.5 on Taylor Hendricks, minus 145 at Bovada for this particular prop bet. With the number 8 pick, the Washington Wizards on the board, and this is, they could really go any direction because once you deal Bradley Beal, this is pure blow-it-up territory. Who has the highest upside? Avdia started to show signs last year. Kispert has been a little bit of a disappointment. Hard for me to believe that Washington wouldn't take the Villanova product here. Cam Whitmore, with the number eight pick in the draft, slides a little bit. But finds a home with the Washington Wizards. Whitmore's over-under is 5.5. So that over 5.5 at plus 225 at Bovada is an outstanding opportunity. Actually, one of the best over-picks that we've seen presents a ton of value because if the, it feels like the highest he can go is 5. So this line being 5.5, he just has to slide a pick. And that plus 225 over is going to hit for a guy who measured a little bit smaller than we thought, who's got small hands. It's not worth worth taking that gamble. The number nine pick is held by the Utah Jazz. And this is a team that really showed signs this year, played pretty well, ultimately faded down the stretch. And I, I think there was maybe some intentional to that. Colin Sexton's at point. You have, uh... Man, what is... You could use a small forward. Anthony Black is interesting here. Uh, Cason Wallace. I think this is the first time we're going to start talking about him. Cason Wallace reminds me a lot of Drew Holiday. Reminds me a lot of Drew Holiday. But... yeah, Isn't... I wonder if they. It does feel like Sexton would absolutely be in play here. Maybe they go Anthony Black as a, as a big distributor. But you really can't go power forward or center. I, I you know I think let's just get let's get our own version of Drew Holiday here. Let's take the Kentucky freshman defensive specialist with an emerging jump shot, Casein Wallace. The number nine pick to the Utah Jazz. 11.7 points, 4.3 assists last year for Wallace at Kentucky. And you can't overstate what happens to Kentucky guards once they get into the NBA. They just improve, improve, improve. It seems like it happens every single time. The over-under for Case and Wallace at Bovada is 13.5. We have him going 9, so that under minus 250 would be the play for this selection. The number 10 pick is held by the Dallas Mavericks. I think this is a pick that could definitely be in play for a trade, but since we don't know who that would be, I mean, I'll tell you what, it would be interesting, and this is a pure hypothetical here, but maybe it's not even hypothetical. If Portland ended up picking Siakam and they traded for that number three pick, they got Scoot Henderson. I could see them trying to trade OG Ananobi here. I think Ananobi would be an excellent uh, addition to this Dallas team. And there's a player on the board who is quite frankly a Toronto Raptor player, a Masai Ujiri player, and that is Bilal Koulibaly the player I mentioned, the teammate of Victor Wembanyana. I like it. Let's predict that trade as well. OG's going to go to the Mavericks here for the number 10 pick. Maybe some filler. And we're going to make Bilal Koulibaly the number 10 pick to the Dallas Mavericks. The over-under on Koulibaly is 11.5 at Bovada. And uh, in this particular situation, we're going to be taking the under here, and that comes in again plus money plus one ten. Like it a lot. Number eleven pick held once again by the Orlando Magic. We had them. We had them go with Asur Thompson a little bit earlier on. And this really does, it needs to be a point guard. I don't just, I think they would love for Case and Wallace to be here, but not the case. You could go with a talent like Nick Smith, but again, you're getting more of what you already have at the point guard position. This is a tough spot. This is a very tough spot, and I'm gonna, man, it feels like it should be Anthony Black, just, it's, that's too good value to pass up here. I wanna, I wanted to play around with this potentially being Kobe Buffkin, the point guard from Michigan, who I like quite a bit. But you know, Black, even though he wasn't a point guard per se at Arkansas, averaged more assists per game. I think he's got a better feel. He, and and all of a sudden you're creating a six seven potentially a six seven six seven six ten six ten six ten, six, 10 lineup. Ultra-switchable in Orlando. That's fun. Let's do that. Arkansas freshman Anthony Black, the pick, number 11, to the Orlando Magic. The number 12 pick, held by the Oklahoma City Thunder, could go a lot of different directions here, but they desperately need a center. The best guy available at that position has to be, uh, has to be the Duke center Derek Lively. Now maybe you buy the shooting. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we all, if we're if we're listening to the show, we probably saw the video of him knocking down three after three after three alone in the gym. The form looked good, but you know I can't tell you how many times I've seen that in a pre draft workout from a center. Knocking down open threes. It turns out, in order to get to the NBA, you have to be a pretty good basketball player. Who would have thought? And we overlook that sometimes. The Willie Cauley-Stein workout comes to mind, where Cauley-Stein just knocked down three after three after three and cannot shoot a three to save his life in an actual NBA game. Regardless, this team needs a big man, and Derek Lively II will be the selection Two. The Oklahoma City Thunder. The revamped Toronto Raptors back on the board. This is probably a scenario where they're just looking to add talent. They also could use a point guard. Uh, in they in this scenario, they've lost OG Ananobi, and they have uh, they've drafted Bilal Kulabali. Van Vliet is gone. Seems like he's gonna be looking for a giant deal. Um, we're, I know we're moving away from the idea of having a traditional point guard on rosters. It's just that I can't do that. Like, I I, I need a point guard. I, if I, I'm predicting this, it need, I need to have a point guard on teams. This feels like it could be Kobe Bufkin, a guy who I think is going to go way higher than a lot of people do, also considering Jalen hood Shafino. From from Indiana, but I'm a big Bufkin fan. And uh, Kobe Bufkin will join Bilal Koulibaly on this revamped Toronto Raptors team as the number 13 pick in the draft. Let's see where let's see if there's a Bufkin prop. Bufkin, the prop at Bavada is over 16 and a half for his draft position. And uh, in this case, an absolute no-brainer for the under, as he is uh, the penultimate lottery selection in this draft. The number 14 pick is held by the New Orleans Pelicans. They moved up to draft Scoot Henderson a little bit earlier on. Now have Henderson at point, McCollum at the two, Ingram at the three, though I imagine he could also be playing the four, while though he and Herb Jones and, and Trey Murphy honestly interchangeable at the uh, three and four. The five, a little bit more of a problem as you have Hernan Gomez and Valachunas and Jackson Hayes. This feels like a BPA pick. They might just gamble on upside here. Go get a little bit of a a bigger guard. It never hurts to add shooting. We're going to take Grady Dick, to the New Orleans Pelicans, he joins Scoot Henderson, and he is the number fourteen selection on this team. Number fifteen is the Hawks. It's a weird team because there's a lot of talk that Dejounte Murray could be moved in the right deal. Don't real you have to assume. With Sadiq Bey and A.J. Griffin, they're going to occupy the majority of the small forward minutes. John Collins is another guy who's perpetually almost been traded. But we're in a spot where this is just... It's a lot of guards at this point. It's just a lot of guards. Um, One option for the Hawks that I think potentially makes sense... Add another shooter, add another floor spacer. The Michigan freshman, Jet Howard, son of Juwan Howard, fits that bill. He's a little bit taller at 6'8". Gives them a little more versatility in that lineup. And we are going to make Jet Howard the number 15 pick to the Atlanta Hawks. The Jazz back up again. And, uh, you know, we already saw them make an addition to this draft. This is a team... Just looking for talent. You know, Hood Shafino feels like a jazz player, uh, but at what point do you just gamble on Nick Smith Jr.? It's, uh, I, Considering he was a top three or four player coming into the year, suffered a little bit because of injuries, all that, that stock tumble, Nick Smith is a good gamble, especially with the second first-round pick. Nick Smith Jr. from Arkansas, the number 16 pick. Two, the Utah Jazz. The number 17 pick, held by the Los Angeles Lakers. God, this is—it feels like a lock to be traded as they really have to capitalize on any draft capital they have to bring in more talent, but should they keep this selection... It's it's difficult because you don't know. Will they be able to keep Austin Reeves? Will they be able to keep Rui Hachimura? I, this this is challenging, man. Uh, it really is. So we're going to assume that they go BPA because I don't think it's this pick. I think BPA is Hood Shafino And uh, that's it. Jalen Hood the Indiana freshman, the number 17 pick to the Los Angeles Lakers. 18 is the Miami Heat, another team that is quote-unquote star hunting. They just find talent. This is a team that loves shooting but could also use a little bit of help up front. I think size would be beneficial for them. You're talking about Gigi Jackson. You're talking about Leonard Miller. You're talking about Chris Murray. Though he's not incredibly plug-and-play. I think the upside of Leonard Miller from the G League Ignite is a little bit too much to pass up on. So we're going to make Leonard Miller the 6'10", 211-pound forward the pick here at number 18. 19's the Golden State Warriors, and they just, you know, they just do what they do. They find, they find talent. Chris Murray is another really interesting player here. But... If you're talking about shooting, how do you not talk about Jordan Hawkins, the sophomore shooting guard from UConn, 16.2 points per game last year. Warriors love shooting, and they're going to get a ton here, Jordan Hawkins, at number 19. Number 20 is held, once again, by the Houston Rockets, who picked Amen Thompson a little earlier on. They have a lot of options here. Probably could use something in the small forwardy range, but really could go anywhere. You're looking, you can go BPA if you're the Rockets, just keep stockpiling talent. And when you have guys like Shangoon, when you have now Amen Thompson, Jalen Green, you want a floor space. For me, the best of the floor spacers available. Is Bryce Sensiball, the freshman from Ohio State, 16.3 points and 5.4 rebounds last year. Sensiball going to be the pick here, at 20 to the Houston Rockets. Pick number 21. The new uh, the Brooklyn Nets, excuse me. They can go anywhere. Uh, they can go absolutely anywhere. Think. The best player available at this point is Keontae George, and that's probably just the way Brooklyn plays it. Let's let's take BPA. Let's hope this works out. And uh, let's continue this rebuild, putting the shooting of George next to Mikel Bridges, next to Cam Johnson, next to Nick Claxton and, uh, and Spencer Dinwiddie. Keontae George, the pick at number 21. Number 22, also held by the Brooklyn Nets, have the opportunity to add a little something different here. And again, you're just kind of looking for talent. I I think that all of the reports about the negative workouts were, were Gigi Jackson. I know it's never officially come out, but that's, that's what my gut says. So I think maybe we're talking about adding a big guy here. And when, when we're looking at big guys, I like think Noah Clowney, the best option, unless you want to go a little bit more of a potential guy and look like a Ryan Rupert. Or maybe you just you play You know what? I like it. Let's go play it safe. They saw what happened with his brother. The number 22 pick is going to be Iowa junior Chris Murray. The number 22 pick to the Brooklyn Nets. Number 23, the Portland Trailblazers back on the board. They added Zion Williamson in a trade a little bit early on. And uh, at this point, there's been a lot of smoke about Brandon Podzimski, the Santa Clara sophomore, having a relatively uh, relatively early mid-first round lock. So I like that pick here. It gives him a little bit more size, gives him a little bit of shooting. Brandon Podzimski... Podzimski, the number 23 pick to the Portland Trailblazers. Number 24 pick held by the Sacramento Kings. You've got your point guard. You have got your power forward. You've got your center. So we're looking small forward shooting guard. They love shooting. They absolutely love shooting in Sacramento and, uh, I think they see the opportunity to steal a guy who shouldn't still be on the board if not for injuries. Dariq Whitehead, the shooting guard, the freshman from Duke, is going to be the pick here at 24, only available because he had an innumerable injuries that freshman year. The Kings get value late in the first round. Potentially the best team at drafting later in the first round, up now, the Memphis Grizzlies. You you wonder how much they may lean towards a point guard here, considering the the pending suspension to John ja Morant. We're hearing at least half the season is the rumor right now. But you have a point guard. You have a two. The three's a little bit up in the air. You have a four. You have a five. So looking at looking at wings. Maxwell Lewis is a guy who really jumps out at me. Feels like, feels like a Grizzlies pick. The 6'7 small forward from Pepperdine. How about Santa Clara Pepperdine in these last couple of picks? Not exactly your power schools. But the 20-year-old sophomore, Maxwell Lewis, 17.1 points and 5.7 rebounds per game. Going to be the number 25 pick here to the Memphis Grizzlies. The number 26 pick is held by the Indiana Pacers, their second selection in the first round after taking Taylor Hendricks a little bit earlier on. Uh, So, big guys seem, I know took Isaiah Jackson last year, but it does still seem like, especially if they make a deal and move Miles Turner, big man is going to be a need. Noah Clowney has been a riser, the Alabama freshman Probably shouldn't still be on the board, so we're going to make him the number 26 pick to the Indiana Pacers. They had a lot of size in the first round. The Charlotte Hornets back on the clock after taking Brandon Miller a little bit earlier on. The Hornets are a team that is willing to take a risk on talent, and that makes me think that Gigi Jackson is in play here. Probably shouldn't be but uh, in terms of talent, but he is. And uh, Gigi Jackson is going to come off the board here at 27 to the Charlotte Hornets. Number 28 pick, the Utah Jazz up for their third selection. And we're just taking talent here. Ray and Rupert, the French wing, is a developmental guy. Shouldn't still be on the board. They already took Cason Wallace and Nick Smith. So you got a one and a two. Let's get a developmental three in in Ray and Rupert, the number 28 pick to the Utah Jazz. Completely revamp their front three. Another team picking for the third time. The Pacers up again. They've already taken Taylor Hendricks and Noah Clowney. They pick again at 32. So what can they use? It's got to be a wing think Amari Bailey, the combo freshman from UCLA is is an interesting selection for them. Really came in as a scorer from that Sierra Canyon team but worked his way into more of a primary ball handler ball handler at UCLA. Is comfortable with the ball in his hands and uh, we're going to make him the number 29 pick, Amari Bailey, the the combo guard from UCLA to the Indiana Pacers with their third selection. The Los Angeles Clippers up on the board. Could really go in any direction. I'd like to see him take a center. Uh, James and and Johnny is the best option we have, so we are going to make him the number 30 selection to the Clippers. The number 31 pick held by the Detroit Pistons. But, But, you know, I feel like the first round is probably good enough. So let's let's do that. Um, I had, this was fun. We went through the whole first round with our with our mock. I think we saw a couple of very easy potentially uh, plus plays with the Bavada odds. So keep that in mind if you're looking for a little bit of free uh, a little bit of free money. I'm incredibly excited for this draft. I hope you are too. Hope it goes well for your team. That's gonna be it for this week's episode of the Underdog NBA Draft Show. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next time.